Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where we're watching every Steven Seagal movie so you don't have to. I'm James. I'm Dylan. And this week we're talking 2006's Mercenary for Justice, directed by uh, Don E. Fauntleroy, uh, known on this show as the director of Today You Die, a fan favorite episode, and uh, a movie that Dylan and I both definitely remember, correct? Right, Dylan? Yeah, every detail. Yeah, um, we got a we got a little special a special next three episodes or next two and then this one, where uh, we're not entering the year two thousand six alone. Uh, every movie in two thousand six, we're gonna have somebody helping us through it. And uh, Dylan, you want to introduce this week's guest? Yeah, uh, I am. I am pleased to uh, introduce uh, a good friend of both of ours, Mister Mister Will Janowitz. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, I felt like there should have been some, you know, like applause or a, a little bit of fanfare there. Yeah, I yeah. was about to say fanfare. If only there was somebody it. that edited our episodes. <laughs> yeah, true. put in some like sound effects. Well, th- this is gonna. This podcast is gonna bring us to the top. You yeah. know, oh, after you- this, then you'll be able to hire an in-host person. You're saying this episode. <laughs> you you are coming in hot saying that your appearance on this episode is gonna I- catapult us. You know, there's another Will Janowitz actor, and I'm hoping people get um, confused and think it's him, so then, like, more people will watch it, you know? Yeah, well, you could have you could have just said that you were him. Oh, that, I am, that's me, <laughs> hey, I was on a uh, few episodes of The Sopranos, uh, yeah. and other stuff. I think Firefly? Yeah, no, I think so, I, I remember an uh, episode of uh, 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 Louie. Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you, know, you know we're not allowed to talk about people like that on our show. Ah, sh- sh- no, no problem. But yeah, we're people. talking about Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. No problematic people allowed on this show. Yeah, true. Yeah, and you can you can't curse on this show, Will. I don't know. You, it sounded like you were gonna say shit, and then you turned it into a shucks. Uh, I just want to let you know that you. Uh, I don't know who the target audience is. Um, I don't know who it is either, but. Yeah, they can hear the they word do shit. like they do appreciate they are at least are okay with cursing maybe not like or appreciate but they put up with it hey yeah. you know shit thank you okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um all right so one thing that we always kind of have to get off the, the table real quick or maybe get it on the table i don't know where mm. it goes in relation to the table but one thing that we got to kind of address real early on is if uh our guest how much they know about steven and yeah, uh sure. Luckily, you at least know that he's a very bad man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's always that's always good because uh, we try not to get too into the specifics. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember uh, texting you after you hit me up. I was like, "We we we don't like Steven Seagal, right? Like, we don't agree with what he does." And you're like, "Yeah, no, absolutely." I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. No, he's a he's a bad man. Um, <laughs> what um, what's your experience? With Steven, Steven Seagal? Um, yeah. I mean, as far as I, I've literally not seen any of, like, 
I guess, what's known as his terrible movies. But I, I can't remember the name of... Um, I'm trying to think... Uh, I mean, I know he... A, uh, what's that type of karate he does? Or in martial arts? <laughs> Aikido? Uh, Aikido. Aikido. Yeah. I know he, he's like the first man in... I think Japan, or the first American man to like master it or whatever. Yeah, he like opened something a dojo like that. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I pulled up his Wikipedia just so I remember. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember Above the Law. That's about it. So you've and, seen and, uh, sorry uh, Under Siege as well. Under Siege, which was I thought was pretty good. Okay, yeah, at least you know. And that, and that, yeah, and that's that's a relatively. Uh, commonly held opinion, I guess, or at least like when people like yeah. a Seagal movie, like Under Siege is typically the the one they go with. I think it's the only one with a positive Rotten Tomatoes rating in his entire filmography. Um, if I'm not mistaken, good. I think Machete. Oh yeah, well if if you count Machete, yeah. Oh well, I mean yeah. Uh, well, generally, I mean, there's this is a podcast without rules. This is an absolutely uh, anarchist. Um, throw spaghetti at the wall see what sticks kind of podcast but our like super standard approach is just walking through the movie straight through i don't know how dylan feels about this but i kind of felt like mercenary for justice might not be one that we can do that with super successfully yeah mercenary for justice is you know you hear us say this a lot mercenary for justice is super messy um and it's it's all over the place and and like plot lines kind of start and halt really quickly and it's not like it's not quite like the patriot or anything it's not that confusing but like it's i think still... you've i think you you misspoke there dylan <laughs> oh wait, wait which one you said the, oh, patriot. the foreigner the foreigner the foreigner the patriot known for the being patriot like the simplest is... movie i've ever seen yes yeah, simplest movie ever sorry we've seen too many of them the foreigner it's not the foreigner uh, God, but what no. it, but what is um, yeah but Here, yeah here's my question mm. for will yeah did you understand this movie like what was um, going on and why i mean i knew it was a steven seagal movie so i tried to play pay as close attention as possible <laughs> good, of good, like good the different like because it'll be like going and going then i'll just take a sharp right turn and i'm like wait what the <laughs> fuck and then i'd have to rewind and watch it again and still not understand what the hell's going on. Like, um, yep. <laughs> I know this is his phase. Like, he's in his, like, talk and jive phase. And, like, if, if, yep. if that's the right thing, you know? <laughs> he's like, put the boy on the phone. You know, put the, put him on the phone. Yeah. And it's just, like, it kind of just threw me out completely. And I was, I was like, because I, I kept having to adjust the volume. Because it'd yep. be, like, silent. <laughs> And I could tell the fifteen million. I didn't realize the box or the the budget was fifteen million dollars. Jesus it, Christ! Fifteen million, and I could tell that all of the money was used on the like the opening scenes, like mm-hmm. and that was it. Like all the explosions and whatnot. Yeah, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. my God, my this, God, that, dude. this is very reassuring to hear. Kind of, I think one of the things about having like guests on this show that is so. Um, I don't know what the right word would be. It's very reassuring to certainly me, and I kind of imagine Dylan feels the same way mm-hmm. when we are uh, having these exact same experiences, but because we are watching these movies week after week, we can't tell if it's like the movies have become 
just some weird like uh mural or mosaic that we can't understand yeah but it's really like good there, to know that from a third party, they are still unintelligible. There's a, there's a reason he wasn't invited to be on the Expendables, and like these movies were the reason. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just in general, did you what did you guys think about Mercenary for Justice? Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and hop in before we get uh, the opinion of somebody that doesn't watch a Steven Seagal movie every week. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say. From the perspective of seeing these every week, that this one is, it's confusing, like usual, but it it is a little better. That there's some real actors in this movie, which is incredibly depressing. There are like a couple like yeah. real actors. I forgot yeah. the guy's name. He was the hacker, but I've seen him in a few things. Uh, he's in The Wire. Yeah, uh, he's he's the best yeah, character that's what it is, on The, the Wire. wire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's in The Wire, Williams. and um, Michael he's Kenneth in that Williams. new uh. Yeah, he's in. I forget what show it is. I've been watching it. The HBO Max, HBO Max show. Um, um, uh, could, I can't remember the name. The Lovecraft there. Country, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he's impo- he's a great actor, and yeah, uh, really I good. was so surprised to see him in this movie. My response was not like, "Oh my god, he's in this movie." My response was like, "Wow, that guy looks like Michael K. Williams." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty. But you know the scar and everything's pretty unmistakable. At some point, you like get a good look at his face, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he, yeah, and it makes you feel um, bad. Yeah, oh, it really yeah. does. Yeah, it's very no, depressing. And, and then there's a couple other people who aren't quite the same like level, I guess, or at least like certainly weren't as recognizable to me. But we're still like real actors. Mm-hmm. Um, all that said, I kind of still. <laughs> disagree with you pretty completely um i thought this just fucking sucked i thought there was just nothing redeemable about this i guess if i had to say something seeing michael k williams did give me like a small rush <laughs> of like endorphins <laughs> just being like a familiar comforting face mm-hmm. but that was it i have i fucking hated this one yeah, yeah i mean really yeah i mean it's it's a pretty bad movie i don't know it, it like it doesn't l- look as much like shit as yeah, s- some, no, of the early, some of the earlier 2000s ones are. And I think that maybe that's what it is. It, it looks a little bit better than some of the other movies. And uh, so maybe in my head, I was just like, oh, it looks better. Maybe it is. But, um, you know, yeah, it definitely sucks. Like it, you know. I'm not going to I'm not going to be rushing out to tell anybody to watch Mercenary for Justice anytime soon. What about you, Will? You like it? Um. I did take down like a bunch of notes from what Hell I was yeah. experiencing at the time. I just remember like as soon as like it started up, it just looked like the um it reminded me a lot of like an always sunny when they do lethal weapon <laughs> six or whatever, where like the effects look like they're made in like PowerPoint. The the titles like, like in this the, movie look yeah, like the title movie effects. maker. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like I remember specifically in like I think it was Crank Two. Like when they would show when they like show like the maps of where they're at, it would have like the uh, the Google stamp on the bottom right. It'll say Google Earth on it, and I'm just like, dude, give me a break. Fifteen million dollars, you can't afford. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, you guys want to get into it? Let's yeah, want to talk about it. something else entirely. But you know what? Let's <laughs> talk about the movie. Let's okay. Do it. Yeah. Let's dig in. Um. Will, how long? When did you watch this? 
Like how long ago? I watched it like three days ago. Oof, brother, that's tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel when like you I watch would, it. Um, like three hours ago. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I I wrote down it's the it's actually kind of a memorable movie at least to a degree. So, I mean, <laughs> you can we, remember like I, I took a ton of notes, so I'll be able to like remember and piece stuff together. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, let's dig in. Dylan, you wanna you wanna kind of lead us in to Mercenary for Justice? Yeah, if you think you can handle it. I don't even. If you think you got the stones, if you think you got the stuff. Ugh. Well, Steven Seagal's Steven Seagal's a soldier in this movie. Okay. Well, you've you've already you've already you've gone too far. Uh, Because I want to talk about the opening scene of this movie in extreme detail. Yeah. Then yeah, I think that this sounds like you want to. To guide us through the start of this movie, and I think that you should. Let's let Will do it. I remember when it first started. Um, it had, um, I forget the actor's name, but it, he played uh, John Dresham. He was like yes. one of the main antagonists, and it was yes. him as the Dirty Deeds Man. Mm-hmm. Like it just said, CIA Dirty Deeds Man. And um, when it started, like introducing all of the characters to their little mercenary group. Like, they wouldn't have names pop up. It would just be, like, a two-second black-and-white snippet of them, like, shooting a gun. And then they just don't explain any of their attributes or anything. Until, yeah. of course, they get to Steven Seagal. And then they're like, oh, my God. You know, it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's that's a weird kind of turn for these. Because these movies have that, like, they do that a lot. Where it'll, like, introduce its characters using, like, freeze frames. And then on-screen text to be in, like, this is their name. Here's a random fact about them that does not impact the movie. And here yeah. they don't even bother putting those on for these dudes. But we do they get... They do anything. Um, yeah, so we get introduced to our kind of, like, two antagonists. Uh, Luke Goss as John Dresham. That's and then... Uh, I'm going to mess up this dude's name probably, but Roger Guinevere Smith. Uh, Guinevere, I don't know. But uh, Roger G. Smith as Anthony Chapel. And um, I I do not know how we could even express like the way these dudes are communicating <laughs> in this opening scene. It yeah. is a hard exposition dub where they are saying like... <laughs> I mean, these movies do not have subtext, but even for a Steven Seagal movie, this is fucking ridiculous. The dialogue is like, I want those independent contractors thinking they're liberating those people. And then the other dude's like, they could have no idea they're risking their lives for diamonds and oil. Yeah. I remember a part that stuck out to me that made me laugh a lot was um, when he, like, at the very end of their dialogue, um, John Dresham goes, we don't need a wall. And then Anthony goes, peace. And then it just ends. <laughs> well, they're talking. They talk like they are horny as hell. This yeah, entire honestly. scene. These dudes are are right on the verge of busting this entire scene. And it made me so uncomfortable. No, yeah, yeah it was it was really bad. And, and uh, this dude, Roger G. Smith, who plays Anthony Chapel throughout this entire movie, is doing this really bizarre British, I think, British accent, and um, I just want you guys to know that he is a completely like American-born actor who yeah. Yeah. did this yeah. accent for seemingly no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't imagine pretty much do it. He, he probably saw Luke Goss talking in an accent. Is like, oh, that, I want to do that too. <laughs> um, and and I I did notice, and maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, 
but when they introduce Mr. Mr. Anthony Chapel and they mm-hmm. introduce him as a black ops organizer, mm-hmm. uh, did you guys see that they spelled black ops wrong? <laughs> yeah, wait, there what? are there are two P's. At there it. are two and, P's. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure black ops is a one P word. If I'm, it is. If I'm being honest, wait, really? I never even noticed that. Yeah, yeah they, they, they misspell it. Yeah, it's short for operations, so I have to assume <laughs> that it only needs the one P. Yeah, you really only need that one P in there. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a wild intro. I mean, like again, even for these movies, they're throwing us in like, here's everything you need to know. We're bad men, and you can tell because we are talking fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think it's Anthony Chapel, right? He's the one that that uh, doesn't close his eyes for the entire movie. Like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> a terrifying stare from this man. Anthony Chapel is the um, one with the really weird accent, and he loves the piano. Oh, and then John Dresham <laughs> is the I don't even know. He's much less memorable. And then uh, for some very weird reason. They gave Steven the same first name as the bad guy, so he is also yeah. John. He's John <laughs> two Johns. The duality like, of John, man. I you could just change one of their names. And he got like really, really like like Seeger and Seagal. Like, give me a break. <laughs> like they didn't even try. I mean, I've been saying for months that Steven's name in these movies should just be Steven Seagal. Um, because he plays himself in every movie. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like his version of himself. But and, and also like, he's never a different character in any of his movies. Um, like, like James and I talk about like the Seagal bingo that you can play with like any of these movies, where he's like, you know, like an ex CIA guy, or he has some sort of like shady past and whatever, whatever. And it's just like it's always the same character. So I mean, again same deal as usual his name should just be steven seagal in this movie yeah. there's no you, there's no reason <laughs> you really could make like a steven seagal movie drinking game that would apply to every single steven seagal movie it could have like specifics <laughs> be like drink every time there's a freeze frame drink every time there's like a slow motion scene in an action scene yeah. it's like if you told me that every movie we've watched since above the law is a sequel to above the law i would absolutely believe it with some very rare exceptions. Yeah. So the like I guess initial plot of the movie is that they send Steven and his team of mercenaries into some I don't know if it's real or not. I didn't bother to look it up, but some South African I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> it's just like a movie. It's literally just a movie set. Like, yeah. they don't expand, no, but, like, they don't expand on it at all. Like, you can tell that it's just, like, one space they're, like, only doing this at. Yeah, that's the thing. That makes it's, sense. Like, I don't know if you would say it's, like, a town, because it does all take place, like, in one specific town, except for when they go to kidnap the French ambassador. But <laughs> I remember the, um, the, when they cut to the newscaster, and she said civilians are fleeing for their lives, and it just shows like civilians just like calmly walking away. <laughs> just like casually walking out. <laughs> it's just like, like it's like they just got a B roll from a National Geographic like uh, documentary and just rolled it. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So they they send Stephen to. I, like I have no idea what the actual like quote unquote. It's plot supposed to here be is in um. It says French controlled Gamoral Island in southern Africa. Yeah, it's like and so where the, it's supposed the, to be. The CIA dude 
or are they they don't both work for the cia bad john works for the cia no they because because um the other dude chapel is very well yeah well they i don't know what the guise is like what steven's actual goal is because they send him into this um place (laughs) they send him to south africa to like i don't know help the locals pretty much but they really just want to get rich well, yeah, but what is Steven, well, like, actively doing? Like, when they send him there, he arrives, his team goes and kidnaps the French ambassador, but it Which seems like... Have, did you notice yeah. that the, um, the lady, they're the late, the token, uh, lady spy or whatever, Yeah, like, everyone's wearing, like, rugged camo, but she's just wearing, like, a low-top, like... Yeah. Uh, black shirt and leggings and then she's yeah. like never seen again yeah that, yeah she is gone from the movie um, did she did she die like in the uh well i don't want to get to the part yet no you, you we, we can jump all over the place but when uh when they kidnap the french ambassador's family and I don't, uh no. they jump out of the car did she just stay in when the car explodes and their, <laughs> their corpses Maybe. are shot into the air yeah oh. they <laughs> That shot of the corpse is in the air. Yeah, I, 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 I don't kids. <laughs> I, don't, I like shat myself. I was I, like, "What the fuck?" Like, I don't know how old that the like the little girl's supposed to be, like twelve or thirteen, probably. But she's literally blown in half. They're, like her yeah. torso is separated from the bottom half of her body. Yeah, it is like wild. When, what, like one thing that I um, think about a lot when it comes to like. Uh, movies in general killing kids <laughs> is literally when um dylan and i saw jaws in a theater and i don't really remember like any of the context except you like kind of just remarking about how in jaws they kill a kid and a dog and yeah. how like i don't know uh well those are like the two things you don't kill that is yeah those, exactly yeah, that, like generally speaking those are the things you don't kill you don't kill a kid you don't kill the dog yeah and they're both very unpleasant and certainly with the kid it's like fucking haunting in jaws but i mean and they're, like, they're in the same scene in jaws too i, I, yeah. I don't want to start talking about jaws because i fucking love jaws and i'll just t- keep talking about jaws but i would it's in the so same... much rather talk about jaws but <laughs> it's in the same scene it's a very fucking yeah. ballsy scene yeah well, that's like my point is it's it's a wild sort of choice and that here they're making a equally or well an inherently <laughs> equally wild choice to kill two children but they like follow it up by throwing dummies in the air of these like children's bodies. <laughs> Pretty wild. But, yeah, yeah. But was, they kidnap and, and yeah, they kidnap and murder the French ambassador's family. And it, I'm under the impression that Stephen didn't know they were going to do this. So I don't know what Stephen's like actual goal or like what he thinks his goal is when he lands there because they just are already in a firefight. Um. It makes no sense to me. And then the, the, I guess his newscaster friend like calmly walks up to him like in the middle of guerrilla warfare and just like gets in an argument with him while the camera dude's just fucking standing there. Yeah. And gets gone. <laughs> that's actually a great point because she's on like that's her cover. She's another mercenary. You killed an innocent man, asshole. Yeah, she's, <laughs> just she's like, another mercenary. But what? who is the cameraman? Is he in on it? Or does I, he think I, I guess he's just... just I don't even know at that point. Do you remember uh, the throat slashes and like the neck breaks? <laughs> like I remember one specifically, like um, somebody goes up top and like slashes somebody's throat, but it, you can literally see him like, like slash their forehead. 
Like, literally their forehead. Say with the neck breaks, it's like they're turning their neck to the side. Yeah. Like, that's literally uh, it. It's that classic Seagal choreography, man. Yeah, they love to snap necks in this movie. I think because it's, like, the easiest way to kill somebody on screen without any sort of, like, effects. It also requires... Because you just have them turn their head. It requires Steven to do, like, almost the minimal amount of, like, physical movement. Yeah, Um, which is something he did from the start. Yeah, I mean, he's always been lazy. It's just, yeah. yeah. He actually, he does that, his uh, signature move in this movie, which we have not seen in a while, where he breaks somebody's neck with, like, one arm. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, wow, there it is. Yeah. There was that, that one, um, I guess he, I don't even know what side he worked for, but he was, like, a commander. He was, like, the Lehothu. <laughs> he, he, do you remember that? He was, like, yeah. I remember, I wrote it down. It was, he's, like, a Venezuelan Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Because he just went like, let her through. Because like yeah. somebody asked him a question and he didn't answer it. And then she asked her another question. He says something, but like I was too busy laughing. Yeah, it's very weird. There's a real journalist. Like, like what's he doing over there? All these questions. Yeah. And then the one yeah. who's actually a mercenary comes up and he just immediately answers her. Yeah. And it's just like if he... Ugh, God. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of chaos. A lot of the dialogue here is so fucking stupid because it's just, like, them yelling out things that they assume, like, people in this situation would say. And by that, I mean they're just, like, yelling code names and code words. And they're just like, Sigma, this is Alpha, Bravo, Bravo yeah. Alpha, Delta. And I like when they break into the French ambassador's house to let the audience know that he's the French ambassador. The French ambassador says, I'm the French ambassador. And then the guy goes, the guy goes, I know who the fuck you are. <laughs> and then yeah. they push him on the truck and he says, get on the truck. It's not fucking holiday. And yeah. like, he went from an American to a British accent in like literally seconds. And I was yeah. still confused by his like, I don't know. He, he, he looked like he was in some 41. <laughs> Like, that's the yeah. only way I could explain him. He had, like, the frosted tips, like, very 2006. No, he d- he definitely does. Yeah, that French ambassador, like, people break into his home to kidnap him, and he's just like, you can't do this. I'm the French ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude. And I was like, oh, that's who it is. Oh, shit, dude. Wrong It's like house, they could have literally, they literally, all they had to do was when they go to the French ambassador's home, they just say, like, the date, the time. And no, they do. Where the location? They, they do. There's a title they that say French says ambassador? "French Ambassador's House" or something along oh. those lines. They, there is a title that says that because I think otherwise, you're totally right. Yeah, because otherwise, no, you wouldn't know. You'd be like, "What's this random house?" But no, there is a title. Have to say, I'm the French ambassador. Yeah, no shit. That's why they're kidnapping. Yeah, and he people. says it with this like awful fake accent that makes him sound like a cartoon frog. A French ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Will's doing a lot more voice work than we usually do on this show. It's very yeah, good. I, I think we're always a little timid to go for the voices, but Will Will's bringing the heat today. Man. Well, Will's it's, much it's better ex- at it than at least I am. Yeah, I'm very vocal on this show that I think Dylan that you can do good voice work. I can't do voices to save my life. <laughs> do you remember after it was after the family got blown to bits? Because I mean, the guy was like uh, the the Tommy Wiseau guy was telling his people, like, stand down, stand down. And they would just keep shooting at him. And they're like, fuck it, let's get it out of this truck. And then they jump out and it explodes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, I had it written down. Um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, God. It's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, it was uh, Steven Seagal 
was talking to the CIA bad boy and um, uh, Roger G. Smith. And he was talking on a walkie-talkie, and they were both talking on cell phones. I was so confused by that, because they were, like, talking <laughs> to each other, Chapel yeah. and the Bad John, And just ignoring Steve. Well, Steve was and, on a walkie-talkie, so I was like, who is Steve yeah. talking to? Because they aren't talking to him, but they and you hear can hear him. voices in, like, of the other mercenaries in the background just saying, like, Alpha, Bravo, Bravo, Al-, like... <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure that everyone knew that, that uh, you know, they're army men. They they know the codes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what if Stevens' friends get shot? And uh, radio, radio, radio Jones, man. radio Jones. <laughs> that's a killer name. Yeah, for real. That should, that's that absolutely should have been Steve. And he was on the radio. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Man. So was was he? It was because he came in and he was like. Um, I, like I shouldn't have gotten you involved in this shit, and then just gets got. Mm-hmm. Like, was he one of the people? Because weren't they like freaking out, like "Oh, who snitched?" type shit? Because oh. I thought they were like, you know, like how they know we were here. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Because <laughs> um. like, because before he died, he was like, "I should have never dragged you along" or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, and then when he gets doing, shot in the chest. In the beginning, when they're doing the freeze frames, the CIA dudes are like, "We need." him we need radio jones so we can get steven seagal because they know that radio right. jones will be able to convince steven seagal to come oh because they're buddies you paid you paid a lot more attention than that. i don't know about that because i had no idea what you're talking about in terms of them having like a a leak or whatever but um yeah radio jones gets shot and clearly steven and his guys are outnumbered and in kind of typical fashion i didn't understand how the characters were making the logic leaps they were but basically the woman who posed as the journalist was like do you think the cia set us up and steven's like yeah (laughs) clearly that's the only explanation well and and this is just like the kind of continued saga of steven being like completely omniscient in like every one of these movies like there's never a time in which steven's like really in doubt about like his situation yeah, but it's it's worse than that because it's not like Steven having the upper hand or like figuring this out. It's this uh, character Maxine being just like casually like Steven Seagal. Isn't this the plot of the movie? But <laughs> yeah. it's um, they escape. There's a very uh, <laughs> there's a very weird. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead. I was gonna get to when Steven goes fine. to see Radio Jones's family. I don't know if there's anything else about this opening part. Any of them? Uh, just the, the fact that like, like when he was sweating, his makeup was like falling off in clumps. <laughs> oh, and, like you could tell. That, like Will's watching this I movie know, in 8K. <laughs> like, like, like I know the whole thing behind like how goofy his hairline is or whatever. I, like it's just like his bald head dipped in paint, pretty yeah. much to like get a hairline. But, like, his makeup just did not, like, match the rest of him. And he looked, like, three shades darker than he (laughs) would, I guess. But it was just, like, falling off. Yeah. It was was disgusting. He does look pretty fucked up in this one. I mean, he always looks pretty fucked up, but... There there are so many close-ups of his face in this movie that are, like, like, repulsive to look at. (laughs) (laughs) They just get so close to Steven Seagal. Yeah. It's just, like... I want to like beg the movie to stop. <laughs> I'm worried about the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it a was it a month later that he went to visit 
radio's wife and kid? I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Because it said I th- I thought it said one month later, and I was like, why would you wait a whole? Month? I don't know. <laughs> well, he had to get he had to get home. Um, <laughs> it takes but, a month. Yeah, yeah he, it, he had to dip his head in paint. <laughs> he had to paint his head. It takes him a month of head painting. Yeah, because he has to do it all by himself in and the if, mirror. And if radio's a like a mercenary, like a bad boy, like the his wife said that um, all I got was like a folded up American flag and stuff like that. Like what? What? Yeah, would he well, be Steven, given an honorable like military death. No, Stephen tells her that um, he's like, no, he's not gonna get that. <laughs> um, and then, Wait, and, really? Yeah, he's like, no, because we were doing some bad shit. So he's actually not yeah. gonna get that. Sorry, but then he he swears to her that he'll get. Him, he's not gonna uh, get that. Yeah, he swears to her that he'll get her husband a, a soldier's funeral, which is what the ending's all about. Yeah, that's but what. It, okay, Stephen rolls. He was up. the only one there. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen Stephen rolls up to this house where his uh, friend's widow and. Uh, child are and it's like playing this like big band drums and like blues guitar like steven's going out for a night on the town and he's just rolling <laughs> up on his widow's he's house. got a big truck too he does have a big truck like, uh, big, a big truck really for a big, big man man yeah i wrote down i wrote down big truck just this, so i would remember this music's like we're bouncing steven's having a good time and then as soon as he gets to the house it just like hard cut to this very melodramatic strings um but basically steven says that he's the man of the house now and he's gonna take care of them i'm here to look after you and your mom you dig <laughs> yeah yeah just shit like that <laughs> yeah yeah and uh per usual just for for, for the uh, longtime listeners, Seagal's accent, of course, changes depending on uh, who, who he's, he's talking to. to. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's always kind of got it, but it definitely he's he's really turning it on around certain demographics, <laughs> and nobody thinks <laughs> really, to stop yeah. him. Yeah, it's it's it just again, can, it's what makes it him? so surreal to like see him doing that. Yeah, he adopts his accent in front of Michael K. Fucking Williams, in front, <laughs> in front of the guy who was in the fucking wire. To just, I just for some reason it hits a little different. I'm just like, man, stop it! Well, Somebody stop him! Yeah, and it's so weird too to like have watched it evolve. And I guess by evolve, I mean just start out of nowhere, <laughs> because he's not doing it in those movies that were getting theatrical releases or that they had to scream for scream had to screen for like major studios yeah um, you know it's and there's it, there's a part where um sorry were you gonna say something and i just no, it's pushed just like, forward no it's you no know, it's just like as soon as it goes to direct dvd and yeah, yeah it's just uh, yeah and there's a part where bad john is uh like talking to his secretary or or maybe it's chapel i actually don't remember which one of them has the secretary uh that's john that's bad john yeah that's bad john yeah naughty john um and she like stumbles over her line i don't remember i didn't write down the word or the line i i do remember that she repeats a word twice Yeah. yeah 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 she stumbles over it and they just didn't even bother to do another take yeah um but otherwise that scene's pretty useless um but steven goes to see hmm i was say they're on that razor thin 15 million dollar budget man yeah they didn't have time did you notice they saved all the dramatic lighting only for steven seagal 
Well, like when they would switch back, like in dialogue to people, like <laughs> the lighting would be completely different for one person and go back and it'd be like dark or this like dark aura around him. No, yeah, I Ste- actually Steven doesn't like to have a lot of light on him. No. Yeah. Steven's yeah, got to be draped in shadows. To, so that way there's not a lot of defined lines on his body. But uh, they I like I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't actually like put that together. But that makes a lot of sense because there were a lot of moments, particularly when he goes to see Chapel on the like plane, plane thing. Okay, yeah, they're on I think plane. it was a plane. <laughs> All right, Dylan, do you think they were on a plane? Yeah, that that feels right. That feels right. like it was a plane. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it was a plane, boys. Uh, there, there was no like plane engine like sound when they were in the air, though. Yeah. Well, so it was when just he silent. in that scene when he. Um, when Michael K. Williams... Is his name Michael K. Williams or Williamson? Williams. Williams. I feel like I kept calling him Williamson. Michael K. Williams. Um, when he sees him again on the plane, I literally thought that they like shot that in two different locations. And I, I realize now I think it was partially that they're lit so differently. And then also it is shot weird where it's like Steven looking off frame... And then Michael K. Williams looking off frame, and then they're not actually in yeah. the same frame until like the end of the scene. Yeah, but I, I thought they were just in entirely different rooms on entirely different days, so that makes perfect sense. Um, but then we get to, I guess, the actual plot of the movie, uh, which is that Chapel wants Stephen to break uh, this like arms dealer's son out of prison. And they yeah. they captured Radio's family, and they're gonna kill the family if Steven doesn't break this guy out in four days. And uh, that's I again like the ostensible plot of the movie. Yeah, uh, it it gets pretty muddled and confusing from there. Um, I actually want to take a little a, a little quick trip over to Wikipedia and uh, read some of this pretty unverifiable. <laughs> wikipedia information the wikipedia um citation is just actually honestly i have no idea why i am giving this any credence because the wikipedia citation is in fact just from steven seagal net oh <laughs> which Sick. uh for for will even though we know he's a longtime listener is uh steven seagal net is just an online forum of insane people that uh like to they love steven seagal I'm already on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the picture with him and the panda. Yeah, it's a, a wild place that we, we visit from time to time on this show. But according to some source from Steven Seagal that the director said, the story was confusing because there were four writers on the film and things were left over from draft to draft. I pointed all this out, but the producers did not care. They also cut scene number 101 from the shooting schedule that played right in the middle of the film, and it caused a domino effect before and after. That scene tied up the movie. I talked until I was blue in the face trying to convince them the decision was a huge mistake. They did not care. And apparently this alleged scene 101 was where Maxine and Steven met up and set the plan of the movie in place where they're going to, like set up chapel and uh, bad john and kind of the whole like weird twist of the second act they were going to set up and explain yeah because that is kind of just out of nowhere it's very confusing um and 
Fontori claims, and I guess this means somebody from Steven Seagalnet claims Fontori claims, that oh. the producers, and this is the quote, just hated Steven and their whole existence was to destroy him. <laughs> Which I hope is true, because uh, it's kind of my whole existence these days. Uh, says they shot for 28 days. Well, yeah. and, and speaking of Fontaroy and lawsuits, speaking of Fontaroy and lawsuits, again, this is from Wikipedia, so I don't know how verifiable it is, but Fontaroy claims that the day he arrived to film, the producers, quote, showed me a lawsuit that had already been prepared and was ready to file if Stephen gave them any problems. Uh, yeah, which, which I 100% believe. No, the, the legal issues on uh, Today You Die. Or I'm pretty sure like a, a verified thing and the legal issues with mercenary for justice are also pretty <laughs> verifiable they have actual citations on wikipedia for that and shit um yeah so that i definitely believe and also i think that we've just encountered that before steven keeps getting sued for showing up on set and just not making the movie that he was hired to make yeah it says he was uh sued for 14 million claiming the actor caused production delays on the set yes and he did that all the time <laughs> yeah yeah so was it us. was it originally called mercenary what because what i'm reading like the the film mm-hmm. is it saying um that he was originally owed eight hundred thirty-five thousand dollars for oh wait i'm so sorry it said for starring <laughs> in an independent picture called mercenary well was he in yeah. another movie called mercenary no i think that was probably just like the initial name um a lot of these, particularly his more recent stuff, has like three different working titles, and you can find it under all these different names. Um, yeah, I saw he was in one with uh, DMX. Yes, he was. I just he, saw. He, he sure I, literally, was. I just, I just saw the uh, the uh, poster for it, and I got really excited. Well, I, oh, let me tell you, there's nothing exciting about that movie. <laughs> actually. Will could be referring to Exit Wounds, or he could be referring to Beyond, Beyond the Law. Yeah, Beyond the Law. That's yeah. right, yeah. The reunion. And, which is kind of DMX surprising. DMX was in two? Yeah, DMX yeah. was in two. He was in one from 2001. He didn't learn the first time. Well, that's what I was thinking. Didn't DMX complain? Didn't he say he hate, hated working with Steven? Or am I thinking Didn't everybody else? say that? No, I, 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 that, that sounds right. Um, that sounds right. I think, though... Beyond the Law is his most recent one as of this recording, though, so I think it's very possible that DMX may have, I don't know, fallen on some hard times. Yeah. Well, and Stephen has, understand. in this era of his career, he, he he has worked in movies with, like, a fascinating amount of rappers. Yes. Like, between DMX and, like, isn't fucking Nas in one of the movies? Yeah, Nas was in Ticker. Nas was in Ticker, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, most recently, the beloved Treach. So. Oh, yeah, Treach. <laughs> Who could forget yeah. Treach? Who could is forget he still Treach? Over, is he still over in Russia? We don't know. I, yeah, I've tried to solve this mystery, actually. we Nobody knows where he is. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna find him. Because I remember I was deep diving on his music career, <laughs> and like all of all of his music was like uh, titled in Russian, even though he was playing like reggaeton yeah. and stuff like that. Because I remember reading somewhere that he was like obsessed with reggaeton for a minute and would only play like reggae. That sounds right. That's um, pretty good. So he he um I he definitely is like a. He has a big 
following in like Russia and Serbia and Eastern Europe. And he lived in Russia and may still live in Russia for a while and was like obsessed with Vladimir Putin. Um, yeah. But he also supposedly does own three properties in the United States. So I don't know like where he is this moment. And it, it's kind of, it's literally kind of like nerve wracking. Yeah, that's um, fair. I, 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 feel, I, assume I assume feel he's... like he has a lot of lawsuits. Well, uh huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like he has a lot of lawsuits over here. Like, he d- pulled like a Roman Pulowski and is just kind of like chilling somewhere yeah, else. That's actually what I assumed as well is that he moved to Russia so he couldn't be like extradited. Yeah, no, we, I think early on in this show, kind of <laughs> hypothesized that he was doing a Polanski, tried to, tried to get out of there, tried to avoid some, uh, the, the uh, justice that he had coming. But I, the truth is, is I do not know about actual like lawsuits against him for that kind of stuff that are still like up in the air. Um, Yeah, it's like a lot of out of court settlements and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of settlements, or it's a lot of stuff um, where it's you know been alleged against him and is almost you know certainly true. No, (laughs) nobody here has ever really questioned any of that stuff, Uh, but there's not been any like actual legal action about it so he yeah. really does get goofier with age like just looking at him well look looks wise yeah i'm kind of just yeah i'm just <laughs> i'm just like scrolling through like old to newer pictures yeah, yeah. No, he, the, he, once he gets the glasses and the goatee it's it's pretty uh it's pretty hard to not like laugh on sight when you see steven seagal yeah in my, in my humble opinion he does Has anyone look- seen his um uh when he was the host of snl Oh, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, we, did whole, you guys we did a whole, about that already? We did a whole episode on the SNL. Uh, <laughs> what does he say? I, I remember there's like somebody memed him of like um, introducing <laughs> one of the bands that was playing. Who was oh, the band? James, that do, night? James, do you I remember who remember. the band was? Yeah, I don't either. I think I skipped it. Yeah, I think I did I don't too. blame you. I think I just skipped <laughs> Wait, to like. Steve Skull was banned? His, his yes. parts. Yeah, he, he okay. was banned. Although that's he, not he true. I, I do it's remember really watching bad. some of the There's other, a whole podcast the other episode on it that'll skits and stuff at some point know. in the future be released. Um, you never, you know, who knows? Um, I, I need to read his monologue. It says Nicholas <laughs> K. It pissed Nicholas Cage off a lot. Yeah. Um, it, wow. It looks like we may have. Do we have a Dylan Jones on the line? I did. I, I was lost for a moment, and then again, and then now, and I am. I'm back. I'm risen. Well, no offense, but we didn't even notice you were gone. <laughs> I, I I got a notification that said Dylan joined the call. Well, I did too. That's why I, I didn't was... want to say. I didn't want to say anything. I just wanted the sh- you know show must go on. Well, yeah. you know, I felt I felt like I I, I dropped <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a natural a natural place to drop. Yeah. No, it's fine. Look, our listeners know that we aren't shy about. Um, acknowledging that we're doing a podcast <laughs> technical difficulty the show is almost in, in a way if the show's about two things the first thing is steven seagal and the second is it's about doing a steven seagal podcast yeah um that's fair yeah all right dylan you still that's with me. us yeah okay i'm still i'm still around all right do you remember the uh, sick drum and bass scene when they're uh, in the prison trying to break out the dude it was like uh, I forget what song it is. It's um, uh, it's Firestarter, but like 
it's just a very close copy of it, so they wouldn't get sued. Damn, look at Will knowing the tracks. Are you familiar? Yeah, Will. Are you familiar with Firestarter? I have no I'm idea not. what that means. Well, just because it sounded like exactly like it, the uh, Firestarter uh, nah. by Prodigy. Nope. <laughs> well, oh, the Prodigy heads. All the Prodigy be, heads. Listening. Keegan would know. Will could be totally like gaslighting us right now. This could I'm be not. entirely false. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it lying could to be. us. Um, then there was. I'm just kind of rolling through some of the notes. I remember. Um, Somebody, I forget who it was, but they said, that's it for you, poop hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about the poop hole. Yeah, we really needed to get into okay. that. We'll just kind of <laughs> casually toss it, and really this is like, uh, we need to take this a moment. We're going to sit down. We're just yeah. getting back on track for <laughs> This it. is the highlight of the film. I agree something. 100%. Yeah. Who says it? Some random dude that has come to kill Steve. I just Steven remember hearing it, 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 it. It's a man oh. who saw an opportunity and took it. And the driver, like, doesn't say a word to him in the car. And, like, he's sitting in the front and she's sitting in the... Or, no, she's sitting in the front he's sitting in the back of the car. And I was just really confused. Like, if they're going on, like, a quote-unquote date, like, what's he doing? But then it's just, like, some total Seagal move. Yeah. I reckon. It, the, the whole thing with the date doesn't really make sense. Maxine's, like, a double agent, I guess. The um, bad John thinks that she is ratting on steven so i guess she's like a triple agent because <laughs> he yeah. thinks that she's feeding bad john info on steven but because she works for bad john now right yeah he's like you work for me now but she actually is still working with steven to set bad john up right so bad john sends her to seduce steven for information but they just go to a nice dinner instead and then at this dinner steven gets attacked and there's a there's, yeah. there's a very weird element here where the guy follows Steven into the bathroom and is like checking under the stalls. And and Steven's <laughs> feet are on both. Yeah. Steve, he's standing on the toilet. Seat. He's climbed on the toilet, but the man like still knows Steven's in there and opens the door and is like, Hi Steven, I found you. walks off the seat. <laughs> yeah. Well not only does Did you notice mm-hmm. in the restaurant the uh it was pretty much just like a wedding reception? Like there was, there was no kitchen. There's nothing like that. But there was like a weird quartet, and I, I think I I feel like Dylan might agree. Or as as a musician as Dylan is, when you see movies and people are playing instruments, you kind of like see like if they're actually like playing it or if they're mimicking it. These people were just like I remember the cello player wasn't even holding her bow, <laughs> but was like still playing it, and I was just like completely thrown out. Just like dude. Yeah. at least pretend we had uh we had some nice moments like that uh in i think it's on deadly ground no i, or I no, think it's fire down below one. fire down below they're the same title well yeah uh, it's, fire, it's like fire a sequel to on deadly ground yeah fire down below where, where steven's uh laying down some hot licks on guitar and i uh yeah i was definitely doubting steven's guitar playing ability <laughs> that's fair yeah <laughs> i uh and then after that fight scene uh he was like um or the driver walks. He's like, "Are you from Detroit, man? Are oh, you a Detroit boy?" That shit or something was like so that? fucking weird. This is like, oh, right, like, I, oh, I know. Oh, going... I know where you from. Oh, don't even tell me. You from Detroit, right? Detroit. <laughs> you from Detroit? And then he finally talks, and he's like really fucking goofy. I really like the driver. <laughs> oh, I thought Bulldog? he carried the whole movie. Bulldog's Bulldog, great. Bulldog, easily my favorite character. Uh, what I didn't mean to interrupt you back there, James. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna scream that we are blowing through the best part of this movie too fast. <laughs> 
That's fair. Yeah, we got to yeah, milk we, these. We can, we can do a synopsis on Steven it. Steven yeah. walks off the toilet seat and then beats the shit out of this man in the bathroom. But before he does it, Steven says, you looking for me? And that's when the henchman delivers the, the classic line. Yeah, that's it for you, poop hole. Which I, <laughs> I did watch it once, and then I rewound and listened again and confirmed the man said poop hole. But I wasn't 100% sure, so I did have to watch it a third time with subtitles. Yep, that's so exactly, sure. exactly what I did. I did the exact same thing. Yeah, I like. I was I, like, there's no fucking way he said poop hole. Yeah. I, did, I didn't go three times. I watched it once, and I was like, oh, oh, oh hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. And Did I you re- notice when they were knocking the urinals over, they weren't connected to pipes? Oh, sure yeah, dude. Those no things looked like they were just <laughs> they fucking just glued. <laughs> they were, like, taped to Literal the props. <laughs> yeah. Like they were. And they would just knock over with ease. Oh, that was so bad. Because it's like, look, you know, I've uh, I've never uh, hit somebody's face so hard into a urinal that it's knocked the urinal off the wall before. But I feel like if you do that, that's probably it for that guy. Like, if you, if yeah. you take somebody's face... And knock a fucking urinal off the wall with it. That's probably it. That's like Plus the, that's the, done. The, the 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 pipes would still be there. Like you're just cracking like the, the toilet part. It, yeah. Like the whole thing isn't just falling off. It's like a model. Like it was home. like nailed on. It's not a it real like urinal. A Literally. Yeah. It's like fucking Arrested Development. Arrested Development. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Hey>. Steve's. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Um. Yeah, and so then after Steven beats the shit out of this man and destroys this bathroom, Bulldog yeah. comes in and is just like, "What? what's going on here? And that's when they do have that just bewildering conversation where Steven just is like, hey, you're from Detroit, right? And then Bulldog has to say, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit, Michigan. You know, that Detroit. <laughs> and then they're just like both from Detroit and it's just it's a wild it's a very steven yeah. moment we see shit like that all the time but it never ceases to be wild when they happen yeah steven's like you want a drink and he's like yeah you buying steven's like yeah all right and it's just <laughs> like uh, it'd be one thing if it was like a carried on conversation through when they first met like how he wasn't talking and he's like okay whatever and then like he kill or kills the guy and it's like oh detroit that was my answer like it'd be one thing if it was like a carried on conversation. Oh yeah, like earlier like, in the oh, movie yeah. he was like, like so where you're from and Bulldog didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, the guy doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would make too much sense. That's fair. Yeah. Um but then they go back after Steven offers to get a drink with Bulldog. They go back to the restaurant and Steven just dances with this woman instead. He's just like, sorry, Bulldog. <laughs> on to the yeah. on to the next thing. Um and when he takes her hand, there's a very weird, like, sudden close up of it which to me just made me think about how steven did go into the bathroom but didn't wash his hands yeah Yeah, he really didn't went to the bathroom beat the fucking shit out of somebody and didn't wash his hands yeah you know he he pretty much had his hands in that urinal he actually has his hands like in the toilet because he gives the man a swirly (laughs) yeah he did he actually did yeah he went full bully mode steven bullied this poor man um yeah it coming. so and and then basically we get like the rest of the movie which i i guess the idea is steven has maxine trick bad john into thinking that they're going to rob this bank so that way they can break do do the prison break 
and the police and Bad John will be so focused on the bank they won't notice. Yeah. So far, so good, right? Yes. No, no, you're you're spot. Okay. On. So then the mercenaries rob the bank. It plays Firestarter apparently, or um, like the the version of Firestarter that's like so close but they can't get sued. And then yeah. uh, it's a setup on it's a setup on the mercenaries because the mercenaries who do the raid are the same ones who blew up <laughs> the French ambassador's entire family. So Stephen and like Michael K. Williams and Maxine set up those mercenaries, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they break in and like, where is yeah. he? And the prison's completely empty. There is not a single yeah. person in jail. Exactly. There's like maybe like four or five extras. That's about it. Yeah. And then it turns out that the bank really was their real target. So now Steven and Maxine go to rob the bank. Yeah. Because the guy, because Bad John has realized he's been set up and they're actually going to the prison. So then Bad John leaves the bank to go to the prison and then Steven comes Right. Back. And he's like, get all the men to the prison. Like, and then they're like, oh, just kidding. We're going to the bank. It's like, everybody back to the bank. Yeah. Where, where Stephen has the, uh, the audacity to try to break into the black vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just a password changes every seven minutes. And it's just a big computer in the vault. And the password. What was the password? George. That was it. That's right. <laughs> the password it was George. Was George. <laughs> I remember. I, re- I rewinded that too. I was like, the fucking password, George. Like you know, they didn't have to show the password. They could have just shown stars, and we could have imagined like, oh, it's probably some sort of password, a hard password. This is George. This is, this is George. Is fucking George. It's George. Um, it was George's turn to set the password. Yeah. Um, George. They so. Yeah, it's a big computer, and they are quote-unquote robbing the bank, but all they do is, like, transfer a bunch of money to Bad John, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, to yes. set him up. To, yes, yeah, make him look like he was in on it. Yeah, so he was in on it. Um, and uh, they, he gets arrested, he's done, and then the rest of the movie is Steven has to rescue Radio's family. And... Um, I don't know where it is in the movie, but there is a scene where it cuts to the, like, where they have Radio's family locked away in, like, the safe house or whatever. Yeah. It's like a lighthouse. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They had them locked away in a lighthouse at first, and then they take them from the lighthouse to, like, an actual home, which is, like, a, a mansion, basically. Yeah. Um, Hold on. I've completely lost where i am but <laughs> hold on steven steven yeah it's steven so will how are you how are you feeling pretty good <laughs> you know it's a fun i i honestly thought when we were doing this like i haven't listened to podcasts i thought we were each doing a different steven seagal movie so i'm really glad we all collabed on the same movie oh. so i wouldn't have to like relive the uh stress of watching the first one so you thought <laughs> I thought each of us was like gonna do a synopsis of like a different Steven Seagal movie, like a book report. Yeah, just like a book report. Imagine how much more efficient the show would be if we were watching two a week. Well, you, you'd run out like immediately. <laughs> yeah, we would be, well, not immediately. It would. Well, it would yeah, still. It would still take. If we did two a week, 
it would still take roughly 26 or 27 weeks. We would still to, be doing uh, the show. Yeah. We would not be done <laughs> Fair yet. Enough. Yeah, it was 55, 56 Seagal movies. 54 movies Jesus. and then the SNL. And 56? There's 54 movies. Yeah. Oh and then it's going to be 55 episodes because SNL. Yeah. What's the movie where he's eating a carrot? That's, that's actually a- real life. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's real life. <laughs> it looks like it was filmed for a movie. <laughs> yeah, I forget where he was, but it's like uh I feel like it's like the president of a of like a country or something. I forget where he was, but like they're just showing him like the farming. And they're just like, Look how big our carrots are and they give Steven this carrot and he just fucking eats it. It's it's pretty good stuff. It's it's like on a newscast or something. It's it's pretty surreal. The carrot's great, though. I'm a big fan of the carrot. Uh, Will, have you seen the video of Steven dancing? Yes. Yeah. I I watched um, Mercenary for Justice, and then, like, it auto. I was watching it on YouTube, and it auto played to, like, 20 lies Steven Seagal has said to the media. <laughs> and then it would it just kept playing different stuff. Like, I, um, I, I knew one was, uh, he's, like, an expert in katanas or something, or says that he's an expert in it, but, like, he doesn't know shit about it. Yeah. That's up. And um like constantly lying about his race. Yeah. And um <laughs> also yeah. adds up. Yeah. And uh that he was also choked out by Gene LaBelle. Oh no, he, he yeah. says he was not. That's absolutely and G- the lie he tells. Right, but but he yeah, yeah, but he was. Yes. Yeah. And that he fought uh the Yakuza. What? I haven't heard the that one before. Jap- yeah. yeah. What? He said that he uh while well, he was in Japan in an all-out battle, um, he got into a fight with them, and uh, he was helped by the Irish mob. What? <laughs> and that he, like, helped train CIA agents. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, I love that's that. That's a good one. I, that's and, so um, good. Jesus. That he trained with um, uh, the Akitu's founder, even though he died before he was born. I yeah, that, that also adds up. Yeah. Speaks four languages. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, barely I, I'm kind of reading through it. He's got to get that first language done first, man. Yeah. Uh, no, it, like just bad shit he's called people. Well, yeah. Um, Did Dylan. Yeah, well, it, I, I bring up the dancing video specifically because I think it was last week that James had not seen the dancing video. So I wanted to make sure it was as common as I thought it was. Like it's a pretty ubiquitous to see Steven dancing with that lady. I determined that I. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I just can't conjure it in in my mind. Yeah, theater. it's it's like it's like burned into my memory. It's uh, it's a it's a pretty. I surreal. I repressed it. Yeah, good for you, man. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Um, but so the end of this movie is pretty much two different raids. Stephen and his team raiding the lighthouse, but the family's been moved, and then they raid the house. Um, the lighthouse part. What'd you guys What'd you guys think about the lighthouse? Because there's only one part um, about it that I want to talk about. I'm sure everybody knows what it is. Is it the Is it the line? Is it the one liner? Yeah, it's the it's yeah. the end of the sequence. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a doozy. Yeah, it's bad Steve, parking. Yeah, Stephen's. Uh, there's a dude on the top of the lighthouse, and Stephen shoots him, and he like shoots him bad enough to where he falls, but he's holding on to like the edge of the little walkway. And Steven has to shoot him again for good measure. And uh, yeah. he falls onto a car. And they give uh, they give Bulldog the big line here. And Bulldog says, bad parking. Really good. 
Yeah. Really good. Makes perfect sense. Yep. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, and then we get Chapel's house, I think. Is that his house? Or is it just a house? It's a house in Chapel. One where he's Chapel's playing in. piano in? No. Where they where no. they store the family. There is that scene where he plays piano. Um plays it a yeah, lot. He he loves the piano in this movie. Um but they I mean they go to the safe house. They uh save the family. Steven does his classic move. He uh breaks somebody's neck with his arm. Yeah. Oh, but like he he kinda just like cracks their neck a little bit. Yeah. And there's a part where he karate chops a dude in the back of the head so hard it like instantly knocks him out. Yeah. Uh, he just walks right up to him. Yeah. But the the main thing really is the end where um I don't know, does anybody else wanna anybody else wanna take the, the climax? D- I'll let you I'll let you do, do we still it. have Dylan Jones in the in the You know what? Dylan Jones Dylan Jones is still around. Alright, after our little technical difficulty, I keep just waiting for, for us to have lost Dylan Jones. Yeah, I'm gonna start having technical difficulties every week and not be able to watch the movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll well, be uh... well, 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 Ch- well <laughs> Chapel and Chapel and uh and and good John, aka Steven. Yeah, aka bad off. Steven. Yeah, aka bad Steven. They square off at the end and uh and it looks like Steven's gonna gonna let him go, you know. Uh, uh, Chapel gets into his car. He starts he starts driving away. He's he's jamming out to his like old timey <laughs> saloon piano. <laughs> yeah, he's listening. Yep. He's listening to his uh his uh his ragtime. Yeah, and, and he's getting out. And he's like jamming. He's, he's really jamming. he's having it. the time yeah, of his life. He's like, I can't believe I got away with it. Steven's like, I'll see you on the next one. You know, he's like, I'm the only son of a bitch you'll hire or whatever it is he says. Or they can get the job done. Yeah. And then Maxine, Maxine's pissed. He's yeah. like, I can't believe you let this milk toast piece of shit get away. She did say milk toast. She did say milk toast. And <laughs> she did Steven, say milk toast. And then Steven she says did. milk toast. I'd actually say he had a bit more of an explosive personality. Yes. And then, right. and then on cue, the car fucking explodes because I guess Steven put a car bomb in it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, notice how I said had. He had an explosive personality. <laughs> yeah, Steven. And I thought that was just like a line mess up and he tried to fix it. <laughs> but it was really just part of the movie. Yeah. It, either one could be true. But yeah, yeah, Steven won't let his one-liner sit. He's got to like try and explain his joke. Yeah. He's <laughs> like explosive, like the bomb. I, I really do miss. Get it? I miss the days of God made men. It was yeah. just something that Stephen couldn't have explained if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to the funeral, and this like very, what is supposed to be very emotional montage of these like superimposed images of Stephen's friend and the funeral, and then weirdly enough, like his son being held captive, and uh, there's just a very wild kind of feel to it because all of the like flashback scenes of radio are just from the very beginning of the movie they didn't even bother to like shoot a couple scenes of like steven and this dude just hanging out they couldn't shoot one scene of steven and this guy having like a beer or something right it's just him getting shot and killed well and and just like it's easy to forget radio because like obviously his family's there and you know it's his family but like this this movie is just like a barrage of, of of nonsense 
uh, for, yeah. for like every moment after that opening scene to where like they have this funeral for radio and I'm like, oh yeah, right, radio. radio. <laughs> and it is supposed to be this, this emotional ending for this guy who has like three lines. In the yeah, movie. I don't give a shit about radio. <laughs> remember when they, when remember when Steven's holding his body on the way back to the helicopter and he just flops him on the ground <laughs> just to punch that one guy and they're like, oh, just leave him here. <laughs> yeah, there's no room. There's no room for radio's body. Give me a break. There was room. <laughs> well, they had to fit Steven in there. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> and that, my friends, is mercenary for justice. Anybody else got but, any, like, uh, I got one big question. Questions, observations, got, thoughts, feelings. I got, big, I got a big question for the boys here. All right. I'm listening. I'm ready. S- Steven Seagal in this movie. Would you say that he was something of a mercenary for justice in it? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I think the word mercenary is overused for Steven Seagal. I think it's like that's all he wants to be. It's it's the word justice, really. Yeah. Uh, he, th- I can't, it's kind of a double negative. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times the word justice has appeared in a, in a movie title for Seagal to this point, but it's it's a it's a few, and there's a few more to come. Yeah. Um, he loves justice. Well, it, movie Seagal loves justice. <laughs> We here yeah. at Steven at Steven Destroy love real justice and 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 hope to see it one day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, well. How'd you overall? How'd you how'd you feel about Mercenary for Justice? I'd give it three Stevens out of four Seagulls. Okay. Well, I guess it's uh, interesting. Well, are are we writing on like a serious level or like a Steven Seagal level? Well, no. I just in general, I would like to know your just sort of overall general feelings about it. But we will get into a little bit more of a specific, um, I guess you could say, metric for how you felt about it. Okay. Um. I. I. I didn't like it. Okay. Um. I, I thought it was really bad. Yeah. Um, I think just because I was thinking the whole time, like, wow, like, imagine what you could have done with $15 million and you make this movie. And um, that was kind of affecting me the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably shouldn't have, like, looked at all the the Wikipedia about it and whatnot. But um, in a Steven Seagal factor, uh, it was shitty in a good way for him. Because, um, I mean, it was just, it was very, very Steven Seagal. Yeah. Brother, you don't even uh-huh. know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty spot on. And it uh, makes me want to uh, h- hang out with the boys and just watch some more god-awful uh, Steven Seagal movies. Wow. I, I wish I could harness that energy to watch to watch more, but we'll, we'll definitely be having you back. Fair enough. Um, Dylan? Yeah, you, got- you know... I'd I'd say uh, kind of also in response to what Will said, it's like I do think that one of the the things that this podcast has zapped from us specifically is that feeling of like oh yeah let's hang out with the boys and watch a bad Seagal movie because that is like genuinely a thing we have done before before long before this podcast uh, and we'll get to that in a couple of weeks uh, for another movie with the word justice in it. Um, but justice month uh but but that that is like a thing that genuinely happened we're like we're hanging out we don't have anything to do but you know the boys are hanging we want to do something it's like you know what man let's watch the steven seagal movie those are pretty bad we could have a good time watching that and um and now i feel like my my standard for that is so much higher now i i know too much 
to where like I feel like we're gonna watch Urban Justice in a few weeks, and it's it's gonna make me sad, um, because I'm like not going to find any value in it anymore. Yeah, and like and like that's gonna be really depressing if that happens. Uh, but out, you know, again, it's like we still have Out for Justice, but even then, I feel like I feel like that one you could, we could never. We we can yeah. never revisit out for justice. I, I can't go back. Yeah. Well, we'll um the way we uh kind of close out the episodes is our, our kind of final what I guess you could call a, a ranking of sorts or a metric. Uh sure. It's our sentencing. Uh every week we sentence Steven Seagal for the uh basically like a prison sentence based on that week's movie. Uh, which will be totaled up to a final sentence, which will include the life sentence that he already deserves. Um, for context, his current sentence is two consecutive life sentences and 2,654 years. Cool. Um, Dylan, you want to go first to give our guest a little bit of a, a better idea of this thing that when I try and explain it to somebody new, I feel like is kind of <laughs> insane. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him a little taste. Um, so, yeah, so Mercenary for Justice, um, I, we've talked about the movie, and I think <laughs> by, by virtue of talking about it, you know everything I don't like about it, or, or you know everything that's bad about it, so I'll go ahead and lay out the couple of things that work in Steven's favor in this movie. Um, sure. The first one, there's a couple of funny one-liners, um, the second one, um, it doesn't look totally like shit. Mm-hmm. It looks um, like a movie. It looks like a movie, uh, which is more than I can say about uh, quite a few of these. Um, Steven comparatively, like, isn't in this movie, like, a ton. Like, he's in it. He's definitely, like, the main character of the movie. But, like, the first ten minutes of this movie go by, and I'm like, all right, Steven's in this. Yeah, there's, there's definitely not, like... Uh... I mean, there's, like, other characters. <laughs> yeah, there are other characters, and there are, like, other plot lines, and uh, apparently we're missing one big scene that ties it all together, but it's a confusing mess. But there are other characters and other plot lines. Um, and so I'd say that these are all the things that work in Steven's favor. That said, I think that this is about, like, 50 years for me. This is a shit movie. Uh, this does not deserve a light sentence at all. Um, but, you know, it's nothing like the... <laughs> 666 years i gave him a few weeks ago um or the thousand years you gave him whichever week that was um so 50 years i think feels good for me he, he had that coming he he sure so did. he did um i huh? sorry <laughs> are you okay yeah no, it was bad yeah, well, like that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that. i was really pissed <laughs> all right Will, you think you're ready to drop a sentencing, or you want me to go go and, and kind of give you a little bit more time to work I'll, out I'll your feelings? You I'll okay. give you a go. I'll give you a go. Yeah, so I, I like where Dylan's coming from. I really hated this movie, but talking it out has kind of helped me. Like, I guess I'll buy what you're saying. Um, and any movie that we're able to kind of walk through all automatically deserves a little bit of credit for that because some of these movies you just i mean you could never yeah you could never walk right through good, good luck walking um, through the foreigner yeah absolutely um i 
I'm going to say it's still, I really did not like it. And I don't want to go super easy on it. Um, so I'm going to go 80 years. I'm going to say 80. Nice. I think 80 feels good to me. That's fair. Thanks, Steven. So we get the we get the less jaded opinion here. We get we get Will. He's fresh to the to the Seagal experience, or certainly to the direct DVD Seagal experience. So so Will, how you feeling? How you feeling about Mercenary for Justice? I feel like the story wasn't bad. Like if like like the whole plot wasn't terrible, they could have done so much more and so much different to the point where it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. And not me having to constantly hit the rewind button. Yeah. Like, I'd look down on my phone to check something, and i look up, and it'd just be something completely different. Um, yeah, you can't, like, half-watch these yeah, movies. Which, I, yeah, which for, I like, like, for a, I guess, mindless action movie like this is, it definitely, um, it's, it, it definitely creates a weird kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, and, and Will mentioned something there, too, like not hating the plot of this movie which i actually like could agree with like something me and james talk about a lot on here is how if any other action movie star were in this movie it would probably be better and uh well there's yeah. no question it'd be better but it's it's kind of a question of if it would be good yeah if jason statham with was in it i would have loved it i think that honestly yeah i guarantee it yeah i guarantee it yeah, I, I can get behind that. But, I mean, also part of it is, like, you take the bones of the story and then you have to, you know, like, alter it to fit that person's style. Like, it wouldn't yeah. be, like, if you put Jason Statham in this movie, it would not be literally the exact same movie, right. but with, like, a, an accent. Because <laughs> I, I hate to bring it up, but, like, I, I'm a firm lover of the Crank movies. You've already brought like up Crank. Are... You've already gone Crank mode on this shit. <laughs> well, like... <laughs> Like, just, like, to give some sort of, I don't know, like, I just, like, when, when it comes to shitty action movies, those are, like, my two favorites. And, like, anything with, um, uh, like, what's his name? Machete. Danny uh, Trejo? Danny Trejo. Anything with, like, Danny Trejo is, like, choice. usually, like, <laughs> comedically shitty, but, like, also, like, watchable, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, I mean, there's plenty Danny Trejo that's, like, absolutely terrible. But that he when he's in it, it's like, oh, cool, Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I would give this movie. Um, I'm gonna say twenty five to life. Well, that's not how it works. So. Well, that's not necessarily true because I, I have given like a, a something to something sentence before. I think I, I think first week I did give ten. Uh, and five, uh, if he had good behavior or whatever, you gave him parole or like him an parole. option of parole. Yeah, but Steven Seagal's a bad boy; he's never gonna have good behavior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard for me to like add that up into a total. So, yeah. um, I'd give him. I think I, I, I'm gonna agree. Go fifty years. There you go. Is that what Dylan? Yeah, said? I think I went fifty. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give him fifty well, years. Okay. I feel like they get shittier, so I'm not gonna go off, go bananas, and just. Uh, give him a life sentence because i think you know i think there's much worse out there yeah i mean nolan came on here and gave him a life sentence for a pretty good cigar for for a movie that is to this day uh my favorite that we have seen so far yeah so because this was made in what 2006 yes so he hasn't even peaked when it comes to the shit no we are not even halfway through his entire yeah so so i'd give him like 40 to 50 years probably like 50 honestly yeah like it's it's not the worst but it's obviously not the best yeah 
Well, that will bring Stephen's current sentence, including the life sentence he already deserves, to two life sentences and 2,834 years. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it's time for our most insane and kind of our <laughs> award, weird to award winning, award-winning segment. It has won awards, so Will can't say anything about it. Um, but, Will, you know about the IMDb trivia. Yeah, yeah. Well, um... Couldn't find any. Yeah, there's nothing well, interesting. You'll, you'll be able to find some after this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, we like to leave our mark on on Steven and his uh, career. And also just, I think really ultimately what it comes down to is just trying to see what we can get away with with IMDb. And uh, we always like to add our own little piece of trivia. That's right. It's the IMDb trivia. I say, it, it. I say it like that, uh, but we don't actually have a theme song, so... But, yeah that's where in, in everybody's mind the theme song plays last week for black dawn our trivia was director christopher nolan is a noted black dawn enthusiast and has made cast and crew watch the film as preparation for his movies the dark knight rises and the prestige and uh dylan jones i gotta tell you this trivia was declined no shit yes this is only our third trivia to be declined Right? Yeah, third think, trivia to yeah. be declined. Yeah. Wow. Wonder yep. what we did. Uh, maybe it was like mentioning like another. Uh, maybe it was like I, mentioning a real director. I absolutely one hundred percent believe it is mentioning Christopher Nolan. Set off some sort of like bells. Yeah. I think that they aren't taking anything about Steven Seagal like seriously, and they're just like, sure, whatever, <laughs> whatever these fucking weirdos want to put. Yeah. But I think once you throw in like Christopher Nolan, they've got to actually be like, okay. Let's have a real person read this. Yeah, and it was the um, name of Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, well, it was declined for being unable to verify, Damn. which I think means like a real person had to take a look at it or something because nothing we say on here is verifiable. Um. So, Will. Yeah. You want to add any trivia to Mercenary for Justice? You want to leave a little mark on the lore of steven seagal um sure i would put something along the lines of like how he would um hmm like i want to add michael k williams to it okay like how he would uh i guess they constantly hang out offset to get to know each other okay you're really this is this is already <laughs> something that we would like it sounds somewhat believable okay well, we gotta make it a little goofy. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, maybe they, uh, maybe they aren't friends anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's that could be true. After the movie, um, Michael K. Williams exploded on Steven Seagal. Okay, um, or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of something. So I on have the spot. Steven Seagal and Michael K. Williams became good friends on set, but had a falling out. And then, uh, why? What, what, ha- what caused this falling out? Um, um, the jive voice. <laughs> he oh. thought it was very insensitive. Okay, I, I, I like that. It's probably um, true. <laughs> to some degree, I'm sure that maybe it was like, hey, why is 
I hope Michael K. Williams sees it, like, for some reason on IMDb. He's like, well, I mean, they're not wrong. I don't know how they got them We were never friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we need, man. We need to get Michael K. Williams on the show to, to tell us to tell us the real story. He's probably not doing much. We can... We, well, I guess he was in a uh, new series on HBO. Oh, was he? That was about it. I saw he was in 12 Years a Slave. I, like, looked at, like, the, the like big movies he's been in. Uh, that movie yeah, that movie a, feels really recent but i guess it's he's probably. in a show i was watching yeah um lovecraft country oh, okay yeah really oh you've been really have good. you been watching lovecraft country yeah you've only said it like five episode. times <laughs> give me a break <laughs> we're gonna get absolutely trashed in the apple reviews where they say they had a guest on that wouldn't stop talking about how he's watching <laughs> lovecraft country and crank two the crank two he had him on the steven Gall podcast all he wanted to talk about was lovecraft country and crank two okay what if he wouldn't start like cranking off on the show what if what if what if michael okay. k williams and steven seagal became close on set but their relationship quickly deteriorated because Steven wouldn't stop talking about Crank 2 and how, how how much he hated it. Okay, well, my only kind of caveat there is I'm going to Google Crank 2. Yeah, I mean, see, it might have uh, come out, like, way sure. later. It did come out three years later. Okay. What if... <laughs> Stephen wanted to be in Crank 2 and kept calling Michael K. Williams to complain about how they didn't let him in Crank 2. Uh, there, there is a uh, article of Steven Seagal praising... Um, Crank 2? Uh, not Crank 2, Jason Statham. Because there was an article where he was talking about like who he'd work with. It was like Jet Li and Jason Statham. Like, that's it. Okay. Well, So it could be believable. Well, when did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoky Barrels come out? Do you guys know? Off I the top know. of your heads? Not off the top of my head. Oh, 1998. So he absolutely, um, in the year 2006, or whatever this was shot, probably like earlier in the year 2006, um, he easily could have already been a big Statham head at that time. So I know I was. <laughs> in 2006. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, Crank came out in 2006. So he absolutely could have already been a big Statham head. Mm -hmm. So what about this? Steven Seagal and Michael K. Williams became close on set, but had a falling out because Steven Seagal wouldn't stop talking about Jason Statham. <laughs> well, well, does uh, Michael K. Williams just, like, really not like Jason Statham, or is it just like, I hate Jason Statham now because he won't shut the fuck up about him? Yeah, I'm going to say wouldn't stop talking. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't stop incessantly <laughs> talking about Jason they Statham. Just they just approve this? Um, sometimes we'll within out. sometimes within the episode yeah i i most wow. of our trivia has been like this and again we've only had uh now three be declined uh, this is not even close to how crazy this has been i mean like the oh. the i can has cheeseburger one is still alive and well and is a blatant false yeah yeah um Perhaps most notable would reach for comments. Stephen replied, Stephen want video game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they get a little wacky. And um, what about the one about Stephen's feet hurting? Did we do that one? <laughs> yeah. He like uh, got a Palm Pilot. And he was really proud of it until he dropped it on his feet and it broke. That's why his feet hurt. <laughs> God. Have you tried uh, getting it 
on Wikipedia at all, since I guess he could uh, cite it on IMDb. <laughs> That's a little more work. We're not like actively like really trying to like <laughs> sow too much disinformation. It's really just kind of a fun game. Yeah. What if Stephen? What if Stephen want pizza? Okay. Well, Dylan. You're gonna have to save that for next week when we have another guest on okay. who has no idea what we do on this show. <laughs> yeah, all right. It does not even have the benefit of being somebody who kind of knows us and like how we operate. Yeah, all right. I'll keep that one in my back pocket. Yeah, but next week, you know what? Bring it up. Say, you know for, what? Here's the, an idea for you, boys. For, for the fans at home, check in next week and uh, see if I asked that same question. All right. Well, that is gonna do it for steven destroy this week um i will give a little bit of a breaking news our imdb trivia has already been approved let's go right on so clearly just all you need to do is not mention christopher nolan well and that makes me feel like that imdb i like to believe that they're into it i like to believe that they're like no we can't let them do this we can't let them talk about other christopher nolan would sue us yeah like they can't they can't let him even have like a pendant it did it have like a pending on it at all um, it did for like a minute. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But it's already been approved. They're totally cool Got with us now. Yeah. That's what I like to believe. I like to believe that there's somebody at IMDb that knows every weekend to kind of check and make sure that a new Seagal trivia has been added and they're totally fine with it. And when it hasn't, they're worried. Yeah. I don't know. I hope they haven't hit their head real bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to really do it for, for us this week. Is that right, Dylan? Am I forgetting anything? Any classic bits? Any uh, goofs or gaffes that we usually do? I would go so far as to say that we have covered all of the major plot points of Stephen Destroy. Well, um, Will, I'd like to say thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't miss it for the world. You clearly watched the movie, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's really all we could ask. Fair um, enough. And uh, I'm looking forward to definitely having you back on and um, subjecting you to some more nonsense. You um, you got anything you want to plug? Um, not really. Just, uh, um, <laughs> I guess check out my band Midlife Pilot on Spotify. Nice. Hopefully once COVID ends, then, uh, you know, we'll play some shows again. Yeah, I was really, I was, when you were like, not really, I really thought you were about to not even give us like the dignity of plugging your band on our show. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I'm not going to waste the like, breath. Well, there's like uh, nothing going on right now. I haven't, I haven't played out in like eight months. Well, it's still on, it's still up there on Spotify. People can check That's it out. True. Apple Music, you know, everything. Sp- Spotify and Apple Music. And you know what? And Deezer. And excuse me? <laughs> D teaser and you um, got that shit on title, bro. Ti- I do got it on title. Right, is it man. actually on title? Uh, is that, title still up? That's where you. That's yeah. where you get the most streaming revenue, man. Listen to it on title. That's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely listen to it on. Yeah. Title. All right, so explicitly read, listen like, to it on title. This is where now, you know what. This is where Dylan Jay gets to get on his soapbox for a second. Hey, everybody. Get, okay. Get, get, well, get a title account, everyone. Get a title account and listen to Will's music on there. Honestly, title's great. Title's cool. Well, now do they have podcasts on title? I think they do. Probably. And yeah. um, do you get revenue if someone listens to your podcast? I think so. Interesting. Yeah. No, you, Allegedly. You well, I'm going I'm to... you haven't posted on there yet. I'm going to be uh, writing a strongly worded letter to Marcelo. It's an email <laughs> subject line, where's my money? <laughs> Give me my money! Fair enough. <laughs> um, 
Uh, otherwise, you can track us down on Twitter at Stephen Destroy. You can send us emails, stephendestroypodcast at gmail.com, uh, or our recently acquired Steven Seagal podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find the talk film. What? Jesus what? Christ. What? <laughs> Steven Seagal. No, 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 no. Steven Seagal <laughs> podcast. All right, great. Now I have to get the gulp. Now I have to get the Gmail. Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, all right. While I'm doing this, Dylan, you want to finish up our uh, our plugs? Look, we're happy that you listened. We want to say thank you. Thanks to every one of you that listened. I think we've done all of them. Uh, donate to the uh, <laughs> uh, to the Talk Film Society uh, uh, Patreon. Uh, they're mm-hmm. nice. They're nice people. They're good people. We like them. They and put our podcast they, up. They put our podcast up, and we appreciate them for that. And we appreciate you for listening to it. Um, if you've gotten to this point in the episode, we're sincerely thankful. Sincerely. Sincerely. Dylan's Dylan's not just doing uh, uh, lip service. He's doing heart service. Yeah. Heart service. Heart, heart service. Is, we mean this it. This is heart service. This is this is emotion service right here. Uh, we are uh, we're thankful for you, and um, if if nobody else has anything left to say, I think I'll go ahead and sign us off. Yeah, I mean, um, we do also now have the email stevensagulp at gmail dot com. <laughs> so um, please feel free to email us at that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, take it on home, my friend. And Will, thanks again. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, great thanks to Will for, for being on the show. Big thanks to you for listening. And, uh, well, I guess thanks for listening to part of my sign-off. So I fucked it up. But, hey, uh, it's okay. Do you want to have Will do it? Yeah, Will. You know what? Will's done a lot of voice work today. So, Will, do you think that you could, in your best Steven Seagal voice, um, say thanks for listening, motherfuckers? Um, I can give it a shot. Do it, man. That's our sign-off. That's, uh, I, I, think we should, I think you should go for it. It's thanks, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Should I do it like, oh, like, uh, thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. That means I won't get to see you go through puberty.